It's the afternoon. <laughs> That's kind of weird, right? We ever done yeah. this? Well, I think maybe once or twice. We, uh, your wife's birthday was yesterday. Yeah, today's my thirteenth anniversary, which I almost goddamn forgot. <laughs> I was pretty close, dude. Shit, yeah. it was like two days ago when I said something. Man, I hope you have the luck I had yesterday. Oh, yeah, I'll be banging. I got three times in, in an hour and a half. Ah, uh, we'll probably won't be doing that. <laughs> yeah. I funny. didn't think I would ever get that. <laughs> <laughs> It's because of your facial hair, dude. I did that this morning. I was feeling so good from last <laughs> night. <laughs> All right. Dude, you got to stop. I can't, man. What do you think it's... Do you know that all this is going to be there when you go to shave it oh, off? Oh, yeah. Or do you think, like, maybe it's changed? Sometimes I think... Because I did that before, like... Uh, well, I did get a bigger ass chin. <laughs> hey, welcome to the team, man. And it did happen. But we had... Uh, We've been lifting so much for a while, and I hadn't not had a beard. So I was like, dude, surely, like, all that double chin shit will be over with by now. No. No. You have no jaw, dude. Mm-hmm. It's, like, non-existent. Yeah, well, you, you know. got a real turtle type of thing going on. I need on. to get one of those jaws or size. <laughs> I don't think it's going to grow the bone, though. Like, you don't have... I think it makes a month, man, if you get muscles over the bone. What, are you going to have, like, <laughs> muscles down here? Yeah, dude, I'll have a six-pack on each side. <laughs> here in my throat, dude. Yeah, your shit's crazy, man. I know, man. <laughs> God didn't build me to live long. <laughs> <laughs> man, you look like you should be peeking out for some lettuce or something, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. If I What'd your wife say about that? She, I asked her before I did it. She said... You do what you want to. I said, no, that's not what I asked. I asked. Yeah, that, you know what that means, though. I was, yeah, I go, I was like, is this going to affect our sexual relationship in any way? <laughs> and she was like, I don't know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, and then and then I got done doing it, and she was like, what the fuck? Yeah. And I was like, well, it's going to be like this for a couple of weeks. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's wild, dude. Yeah. You just have like, uh, you're like the Super Mario Brothers live movie. Yeah. You're one of those Goombas. Yeah, man. I just get all fucking hot in summertime, and then I'm thinking, well, yeah, like it's the same shit. It's like I've been lifting for a while; I should be good. Yeah, you know, because yeah, I'm not only trying to shit. Like I've been through it enough times now to know better. I've done it plenty of times. I know. I still like it, man. That's why I'm telling you, like as a friend, man, you just I'm just gonna keep it. You're not built for that type of thing. I just gotta keep it going. You need a beard, dude. You're a beard guy for sure. Uh, I'm a beard guy too, for sure. It doesn't look. uh, Ever since I started growing, anyway. This week we're doing. we're not doing the Son of Sam case. Yeah. So we're still open. We're still do that at some point down the road. But we are doing. So I was just. We, Andrew didn't. Andy didn't send me an episode. He's probably busy or I didn't communicate or some shit. No big deal. Went down a couple of rabbit holes to try to find something sick and twisted. What I came up with was there's a website called uh, Vigilant Citizen. And their whole deal is exposing the Illuminati. Hell yeah. And the elite. They're like a way before QAnon. Yeah. Like, remember when we got sucked into Loose Change? Yeah. It's just like <laughs> one of those fucking uh, pages I followed in, in that time frame where uh, before Alex Jones did political shit, and he was yeah. just like, the elite are here. They do control the population. And what they want is sick. They're poisonous in the sky. They're poisonous with the food. And if you put twenty nine ninety nine right now on colloidal silver, it's the only way you're going to make it through. Yeah. And I'm sick of it. Yeah. yeah. That type of shit, right. when we would just drive 
coast to coast blasting Infowars. This is a holdover from that. They're always posting some funny shit. Like they're always on some uh, the the meaning behind music videos. So like if Beyonce puts a music video out, they'll be like, "Here is all the satanic." Is this Mark Dye? Like, does Mark Illuminati? I don't know. No idea. I do remember that guy. (laughs) But anytime someone does like this, yeah, they're on top of it. So if you're a celebrity and you're up to this type of thing, yeah, or this type of thing. Or there's like triangle symbology in your shit, dude. They're gonna expose they're your ass. You. They're gonna expose your ass. Yeah, we for know sure. what you did. But they post a thing <clears throat> where they are looking into the son of Sam case, and w- what they're saying, of course, is that the son of Sam murders was actually perpetrated by the elite. So he didn't do it. Well, mm-hmm. he did commit murders, but he was like indoctrinated and part of. The cabal, you see. Oh, hell yeah. I think I got a fucking hole in my bottle. What the fuck? How does that happen? It's like, you, you, that's yeah, a lot of condensation. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking, all right. Hold you on. better chug it. Yeah. Get you some more. I hate to be this guy, Brian, but would you mind getting me water? Because uh, this fucking velo is hitting hard, dude. <laughs> I want to puke. I need some water too, man. Oh, come on. I need some. <laughs> come on. Brian's out here. You put it into work. Well, I, you what the fuck you just? I brought yeah, but I had a mishap. Yeah. I planned, but life threw a curveball at me. See, yeah, you didn't plan. You are a curveball, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Here's something you're gonna love. All yeah. right, but that anyway. That's what we're doing this week. We're covering a rare window into the inner workings of the occult elite via the Son of Sam case on Death Metal. <laughs> That's the first time we remember to do that in like five episodes. Yeah, something like that. By we, I mean me. So I think I heard Jackie talking. Well, I did hear her talking. And I think what I picked up, you're going to love this, Mm -hmm. is to make fun of me for our anniversary gift. She's buying me an Italian gold chain. That, yeah, but that's kind of cool, though. (laughs) That's kind of cool, though. I'm not sure if that was the for sure. I just heard it and was like, buddy. I didn't talk to her about it. Yeah, but you make fun of you but do the knows. whole Italian thing. It's your, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not mine. It is your, not yours. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you didn't. You knew. You know where you came from. <laughs> I didn't bring you water. I don't give a shit. Don't get him water. Don't dude. give me any water. You can have some water. No, I'm okay. All right. I'm drinking for greaseball Italians. <laughs> <laughs> it's like fucking chapstick. Nah, I was making fun of Buddy because it's usually coffee. He's like, Kogan War 2. Like, man, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yo, yeah, so this shit, it, I mean, all right, so look, here, here, like, I'm telling you all that vigilance is the thing. One, to, like, for sure credit where I got it from because uh, this isn't, I didn't put in a ton of work on research, so don't be that fucking guy. You're going to hear it in an entertaining fashion, unlike you would if you read this stupid article. I love the Son of Sam case rocks. I've always wanted to do it. We will tackle it the right way. But this was so crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's not crazy, but it ties to a lot of shit we've talked about before, which, you know, you'll see just like all of your. Until you get into actually saying this is because of the Jews. Everything that is linked to elite occultism, it all has the same roots. Yeah. They all go back and blame the same characters. 
And it's always like a group started meeting up, worshiping like Aleister Crowley, uh, OTO type of shit. Uh, process churches in this, of course. It's Madame Belowski, Belep, something like that. No, didn't see that in there, but there is. Uh, it's wild. And I th- you know, a lot of the problem with this is before I even get into the meat of it. Is it's it's all coming from interviews uh, with a guy that was like an Illuminati writer, like he wrote books trying to track down like the origins of the Illuminati, all that type of shit. You'll probably know who it is when I say the name. I I didn't I never heard of him, but you're way more on top of it than me. I like that shit. And uh, the For problem sh- is, is that they're they're the interviews are with Berkowitz. Then they're using a lot of of uh, letters that David Berkowitz wrote from prison. And look, man, they're basically trying to portray him as someone that's not mentally unwell, as someone that is controlled by the elite. And the problem with this is that the guy is certifiably mentally unwell. Yeah. It means a schizophrenic. Yeah. Diagnosed. And they're trying to basically rebuke that. So it gets tough when you're trying to put your spin of this is fact because David Berkowitz is telling us what he did when he is in fact a schizophrenic. So you can't take both ways. So we're going to do it. We're just going to follow the story. Okay. We're going to believe it and have fun. I'm cool. Gonna believe Good it. with everybody. Yeah, yeah. You'll probably actually believe, I'll probably it. believe it. So 1997, David Berkowitz, he, that's the guy that they call the son of Sam. Well, he called himself that he did a lot of, he mean, he was uh, pretty easy to catch once they got down to it because another thing, too, is he really was kind of ripping off the Zodiac. Yeah. He didn't have coded letters, but he did write shit in, like, a very fucking, I'm dark and twisted. Don't kill him, Undertaker. Let him live, please. <laughs> like, fucking. Do you know <sighs> that Paul Bear's first gimmick was he was called Percy Pringle? Because he looked like the Pringles guy. <laughs> <laughs> that rules. That's what Vince McMahon was like. Saw him when he was like, oh, yeah. You know what you are? The Pringles guy. <laughs> yeah, Pringles, man. Vince McMahon rocks, dude. Oh, yeah. He's my favorite elite. Yeah. Anyway, 1997, Son of Sam, David Berkowitz. He said this is the guy's name, Maury Terry. Sit down. Maury Terry's trying to write a book. He did a bunch of televised interviews. Not tele. I mean, not like CBS, but he filmed the interviews, put them out. Interviews with this guy, Maury Terry. At this point, he had been in jail for 20 years. He started calling himself the son of hope because he converted himself to Christianity. Nice. Which is what happens to every death row or lifelong inmate pretty much. I like when inmates just commit to a life of crime. They're in prison. Have you seen that movie Shot Caller? Yeah. It fucking rocks. That type of shit where it's like, dude, I'm locked in here forever. I may as well just become in charge and kill anyone in my way. Why wouldn't you, though? I don't know. You're not getting out. Yeah. Like the dude that kills pedophiles? Come on, man. That guy fucking rocks. That guy rocks. So if you're in there, you're never getting out. You have no possibility of getting released from prison. And you can just dispatch pedophiles. Amen. That's <laughs> where you want to be at, dude. It's like I, I, I don't know much about that dude, but it's like he knew he sure. to get caught. You know, there's a lot of like, people. Oh, yeah. There is a lot of people like that. Yeah, that do just kill pedophiles. Yeah, 
because that's like their version of justice now. Like I fucked up, I'm in prison for life, so I might as well make it right. Instead yeah. of by becoming a Christian, but quite possibly becoming a Christian as well, but then also destroying yeah. pedophiles. Yeah, just crush them all, man. That's okay. <laughs> Someone's got to do it, man. Be, I think once you hit about 20, 10 pedophiles, whatever you did, they should just let you go. Yeah, then off the top, they're going into how uh, Berkowitz does maintain, like, I did kill innocent people. But then his whole line is, like, I was under mind control. He, he, what he was doing was he w- didn't do it alone. He had accomplices, and what they were doing was carrying out ritual sacrifices, <laughs> sacrificing <laughs> human beings for the elite to Satan. Tight. Yeah, it's a lot cooler than what really happened. <laughs> I know. Being unhinged, a dog telling you to do it, which he'll get into that. He hates that. Yeah. He hates that psychiatrist. Use Suppo- that man, supposedly him. he'll write you back. He's, he's still out there? Yeah, he's still going. Let's write him a letter. He likes to write, dude. I mean, yeah. that's his. He wants to save you. That's his. Okay. Maybe you can talk to him about the Lord. I'm already in. You, you can't re-save me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't need to re-up. God, no, dude, if you could just become pen pals with him and talk to him about God. Mm-hmm. What's God's pussy like? I want to know. Yeah, he might have some answers. Titan creamy. Dude, if God's got a creamy one, would you be it? Would you convert? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Because you would think like, like God's got the best of everything. I like it, tight and creamy, man. Yeah. Only, you know, I'm getting, I'm gonna be getting cream pie or die tattooed on my gut. You're going to be. I'm going to be getting. You. Tattooed. I like how you said that. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get an old Chris Pierce quote tattooed right on my gut. Yeah. Okay, that's sick. Yeah, are you gonna get down? like a? It's still gonna be like a battle axe or some shit, but you should get a battle axe cutting through like a pie. A oh cream. no, I'm gonna I'm gonna cream pie where my belly button is though. The pie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Or I put a pussy there with a come on. <laughs> <laughs> come in it. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. Yeah, dude. Get a pussy and then where the hole would be, make it be a little cream pie. Yeah, dude. Like a Boston cream pie. Yeah. It's a street joke, and uh, this is why I decided. <laughs> street joke. This is what well, a street joke is like when a comedian will go on stage and tell a joke that like you would just hear someone else say. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you've heard it a thousand times. This is where I decided I don't like John Toll. Sorry, <laughs> as a comedian because he had a joke on an album that he recorded where he was like, "Oh, if I'm a fat guy, if I Google green pie, I'm gonna be happy either way." Yeah. Real barbershop type of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still funny. Yeah. And we That's are talking point. about the Jews right now. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> oh, hey, ho. <laughs> At the time of this interview, Maury Terry had been investigating the son of Sam Case for over 20 years. He was he was enthralled with it when it happened. Kept looking into it. And he was, of course, the guy that figured, like, there's way more to the story. Yeah. Uh. Than some fucking kook. And because, you know, Berkowitz is like a fat, dumpy Jew. Yeah. Just your regular New York. It's too hot in here. Like, you imagine a Jew with no money. Yeah. Just living in a shitty apartment. Yeah, that's not real powerful. Fat, sweating. He's, he doesn't seem like he could pull off murders. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
So I think that lends a lot to because there's a lot of theories. About got a little bit of an egg, everything seed on his <laughs> chest, hairs uh, dangling off, eating egg salad all the time. Yeah, Ugh. farting, Tootie crazy. Sounds. Yeah, for sure. Ten years before he actually got an interview, Berkowitz he released the book "The Ultimate Evil: An Investigation of America's Most Dangerous Satanic Cult." It's a book that presented evidence that Berkowitz's killing were linked to a massive occult network. In the interview, Terry was looking to confirm important facts that he uncovered in his years of research. For instance, there was evidence that the 1977 killing of 20-year-old Stacy Moskowitz was most likely filmed by someone who was hiding in a van. If this was true, the lone nut theory was disproved. Furthermore, it would signify that these murders were actually team efforts that even implicated the production of snuff material to be filmed and sold in underground circles, which that happens. Oh, yeah. I mean, we found out, I think I talked about it on here already, my friend that is like the ICE agent that does all the internet sex crimes in the area, they found, uh, what's the fucking guy's name? 39 Kids and Counting, Duggar. Yeah. Uh, He did Josh Duggar's case, and they found infant snuff porn. That's what that guy's in trouble for, is that someone fucked an infant to death. Oh, yeah. So though, that does happen. There are snuff yep. films. People like that. So it, if there was people involved in it, it's not crazy to think that if you knew somebody was unhinged enough to kill people, yeah, they would let you come along and film it, especially if they could profit off of it on top of... Somebody sent me a video the other day, and it was like at some fucking Mexican prison, and then they were cutting this dude's head off crazily, dude. It was like... Crazily, dude. It was like the camera angles from the top of the head, and the guys laying on the ground. They're just fucking like hacking away at it. And I could, I watched like two seconds. I was like, "Hey, man, don't send me this shit. Don't no, send me this. Love shit. that. Shit. I I like to show it to people. I don't like to watch it. You, you love it, dude. <laughs> yeah, love I've it. told, I've yeah. pleaded with people yeah. so many times to stop sending you stuff, so I stopped seeing well, it. See, Which, thankfully, you don't really show it to me anymore. Yeah, I mean, I just don't watch it that much anymore. I've grown up a little bit, man. It fucks with my psyche, It fucks your shit up, man. If it doesn't, even, like, there's no, you know, I would say that I am desensitized to a lot of terrible shit, probably thanks to you. Not thanks to you, probably because of you. I don't appreciate it. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to thank you for it, you fucking. But uh, (laughs) I've seen a lot of horrible things. Yeah, Yeah, And... Yeah, it's like the older I get, the more it does fuck with me. I yeah. don't like to. I think what fucked me up is like once I really encountered some real fucked up shit. You yeah, know? that's when I was like, I can't, I can't see shit like that. Yeah, anymore. I've seen it people up, split man. to the fucking white meat enough in real life where it's like, I this shit's all so disgusting. Yeah, like I don't. Uh, there's no reason to get it. I mean, there are, I do, I don't like to watch gory videos like that. I do like to watch videos where people get maimed and shit. Yeah. Through like some wild act, like they're doing something dumb. Yeah. It's like, you know, like motorcycle wrecks where someone's trying. I just saw one the other day that's so funny. This dude, this guy got fucked up so bad, but he's doing a wheelie. It's like a group of motorcycles and he fucks up and ramps over this other guy riding a motorcycle. Like he uses the dude as a ramp. And the guy that, I mean, and unintentionally, but the guy that he ramps over just, like, crouches, like, ducks down on his motorcycle. He's totally fine. But the dude shot up, I would guess, 15 feet in the air, falls, gets run over. 
Other guy that got ramped over, totally fine. That would have been kind of a cool thing if he didn't die. Like, that was, like, their thing as a biker gang. Like, we just ramp each other. <laughs> <laughs> We're the ramp boys. But uh, yeah. I don't think you could ever recreate it. But shit like that is is fun to yeah. watch. I like to watch people blow it. Car wrecks. Yeah. Uh, people falling off of shit. I people what, falling I don't in. Mind, uh, the one video that's kind of, it's, like, kind of fucked up, but it's not that bad is... Only because it's happened to somebody who raped a kid is where they like tie his legs apart and let that dog eat his nuts off. No, he deserved it. He deserved it, but I don't want to see it. Yeah, but it also, I saw like five seconds of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Look yeah. at this. Like, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really. Well, just let you know that there's real justice in the world for pieces sometimes of shit. Sometimes it does happen. Uh, so here's there are going to be a lot of quotes in this interview. And so Terry, who had already found this in his book, when he finally gets the opportunity to sit down and speak with Berkowitz, he brings this up and he asks him, what about the van? So my filming Berkowitz says there was a lot of filming going on. Somebody wanted to film these murders for somebody else. Then Terry says, are you stating to me then that they made a snuff film from the van at the shooting of Stacey Moskowitz and Robert Villante? Berkowitz says, well, maybe that's what you can call it. He asks him, was this the cult group itself that was responsible for the Summerstand murders? Or was there something else that went on? And Berkowitz says, uh, there was another group, an even more elite group, hidden and woven into the satanic cult, you know? Yeah. Layers. (laughs) In his last answer, Berkowitz stated that the group he belonged to, they were named the Children had gotten infiltrated by an elite group that pushed them further into the dark side. In Terry's research, he believed that the elite group was the Process Church, which he says was a powerful satanic group that became extremely influential in the early 1970s before going back underground. Terry then asked Berkowitz what other type of crimes did they, which would be the Process Church, commit. He said heavily trafficking drugs and other things involving children. Terry says, involving children, what do you mean? What kind of business were they in? Are you telling me the process was producing child pornography? Is that what you're saying? And providing children? Berkowitz says, yes. And that's when Terry shuts the interview off. This is where a thorough investigation of the Son of Sam case leads. Uh, Vigilant Citizen claims it's the rotten core of the occult elite, which is obsessed with the worst abominations known to man, which they're inferring snuff films, child pornography, which I think that part's probably true. Yeah. Because it costs a lot of money to get your hands on these resources, and who's got money? Really rich motherfuckers. And really rich motherfuckers are the type of people that, I mean, we've talked several times about how sociopaths and psychopaths are who have the mental wherewithal to work their way to the top of shit. They don't care who they run over. And when you're in that type of frame of mind if you're mentally in a i mean you become depraved well also too just like being able to get to the top and stay on top you know like that's a lot of blackmailing going on that doesn't happen that doesn't happen a lot of times you know what i'm saying like sure even in like the regular business world nobody stays on top for a long time you don't have like a a fucking bernie sanders joe biden george bush they all been on top for such a long fucking time you know what i'm saying so it's just like Usually, there's always a switch of power in other, like, even my job. There's always switch powers. Like, somebody's the new director. Somebody's 
It's it's fucking crazy. You have yeah, to, to hang to on to that stuff. You gotta be like pretty ruthless. Yeah, it's all about that money, man. Keep lining pockets. And yeah, I've got plenty of it, but I need more. Need more, and then once you get to the point where you have it all, yeah, your energy gets directed in other places, and a lot of times for like a fucking sociopath, yeah, it's gonna be ill shit. Yeah. And then you want to get other people involved in it, so you have ways to blackmail them yep. you know it's like if you can corrupt the person who's next in line to take over where you're at by infiltrating them and getting them to watch child pornography and have child pornography well if they're gonna try to step on your toes you can easily be like oh brother i'm gonna turn you in for this shit yeah sure so that's always kind of the inner workings now in recent months Terry's work gained newfound attention with that Netflix documentary that came out, Son of Sam, Descent into Darkness. It's a documentary series that focuses heavily on Maury Terry's investigation. However, despite presenting the mountain of evidence accumulated by Terry throughout his life, the documentary ended up discrediting him, even using the words delusional and two-fisted drunk to describe him, which I think means you're drinking two at the same time. Yeah binge well if you got all that shit in your brain you gotta yeah, get it yeah, out somehow yeah man that's why i drink the way i drink because life stinks dude yeah you got a two-fist <laughs> do you even drink i haven't drank in like the only thing i've drank in three weeks was like one rattler which is like two yeah. percent abv just because of waking up also i meant to say it last time but i've been doing jiu-jitsu a whole bunch i think i said that but if you live in the area my buddy opened a gym called little rock grappling club it rocks. Yeah. Uh, it's our buddy Mark that we talked about several times on here. He's the man. Great coach. If you got kids, you'd be better off taking them there than anywhere else. Uh, not that we care. We don't have a huge Little Rock audience, but I've had so many people over the years be like, I want to get into this. Well, that's how. You got to yeah. go there. There's nowhere else in the area worth your time but the environment rocks everyone there's so laid back so i think a lot of the thing with like combat sports it's so intimidating to go in because your brain's like i'm just gonna get beat up and at some places it is kind of like that people don't give a shit about you they just want your money it ain't like that there you've got a i mean there's like two black belts and five brown belts there every day everyone's super friendly and accommodating well that's kind of how it all began it's just you know everybody Training at shitbag places and dealing with shitbag coaches and people trying to make money, man. And then, like, he's just not like that. Not at all. So, it rules. Not at all. It's a great environment. So, anyway, there's a ad, I guess, for my buddy's place. But it's worth coming by. You can train with me for sure. I'm there every morning at 6 o'clock. Not every morning. Three days a week at 6 o'clock. Oh. In the morning. Yeah. Ton of fun. You should bring your big ass over there. Yeah, I'm good. I'm gonna get up at six. New shit. You have to get up at five, actually. Yeah, you have gonna, to meet me at five to yeah, get. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> then I gotta go with you to work. No, <laughs> I mean I I go on my days off then too. Yeah, I didn't go today, but I went yesterday, six o'clock. Drove back home. It's easy. I mean, I'm just so used to waking up about that time anyway to work out. So yeah, my back's just fucked, dude. There's no way I can. Last time I tried to grapple, I was I was fucked up for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, reviews of the Netflix series in the mainstream media even leaked Terry's investigation to modern conspiracy theories, which is kind of true. I mean, uh, it's not that he he might be a Q guy. I don't know. But this is all I've said a through line on this entire podcast since the QAnon shit's been going on. It's like what sucks is that 
it is bullshit. The QAnon thing is total bullshit. And a lot of it was focused on pedophiles. Yeah. So it takes a lot of, it's like the guys that perpetrated the QAnon thing, they had child pornography websites. So I feel like these motherfuckers tried to make child pornography and pedophilia like more if you if someone hears about someone doing it they'll just be like oh you're just a fucking stupid conspiracy theorist yeah it's like well these people are selling children raping kids yeah it takes a lot of wind out of the sails well, it takes away a lot about, of credibility you talk about human trafficking especially with children now uh you usually get oh oh yeah I, oh hell yeah i know that's going on but then they start talking about the illuminati yeah. Or on the other side of the spectrum is they think that you, you're you part of that. And sure. I get that all the time when I'm like, they're like, well, what's your job? And I tell them like all the things I do. And they're like, oh, so you're oh, a Q guy? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like, you, like human trafficking children is like a real fucking thing. Yeah. You know? It sucks. <laughs> it, like it, it took away a lot of credibility from yeah. the actual facts. Yeah. It's it's crazy. So that's a bummer. Um, and I could see where that hitting this, um, you know, what, what Vigilant Citizen is saying is it, the reason why it got poor treatment of mass media, they're, they're asking, is it because the Son of Sam case provides a rare insight to the sick world of the occult elite, one that the media has been hard at work concealing ever since? Well, that's probably kind of true. Yeah. That uh, seems kind of fucking logical to me. Again, the QAnon thing really just like made people... It's like if everyone in the world, no matter what their beliefs are, if you know that human trafficking with children is happening, it's going to outrage you. Yeah. But it's way easier to just be like, oh, it's just bullshit. It's all conspiracy theory bullshit. Yeah. So, and that, and the media, I mean, you are dealing with people that work for the elite. I mean, yeah. that's kind of the way it is. So, if, even if it's not a cover up, it's pretty damning to say, like, everything that exposes child pornography, the media is going to write it off. It's like, well, why are they doing that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like, whose interests are they protecting? Because it's, the, it's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're not talking about Epstein anymore. You know? Yeah. True. It's crazy. I still, I, to me, I still think that's like one of the biggest, biggest cases that is not being looked at further for, for more reasons than you could even imagine because it would indict the people, the other people. Right. I mean, fucking Bill Gates, yeah. Bill Clinton, Stephen Hawking, Chris Tucker. I mean, there are so yeah. many people that were Seth Rogen. Yeah. Involved yeah. in this shit. David Blaine, like so many people that people love that were involved in. Yeah, it would just like, it would just probably shake the foundation of society because it's all based on science and entertainment. Yeah. All these people, and it would just, and that's the things that we all look forward to, to to guide the path of our life, you know? Yeah. And it's like, then you don't, then you don't know what to believe in. Yeah. And then society crumbles because everything you believed in is yeah. now bullshit, you know? Yeah, I don't know that it, yeah, I mean, that, that may, but even more likely, I would think it's that the people that are bankrolling media yeah. are the people that are involved in human sex trafficking, child yeah. pornography exchanges. So they don't want anyone to know about it, obviously. No. So, yeah, so you got to tuck it away. Now, if you don't know about Son of Sam, a quick overview. Between July 1976 and July 1977, the city of New York was in a state of terror. Six people were shot to death. Seven others were wounded by the Son of Sam. The city's state of panic was heightened by intense media coverage, which published the disturbing letters written by the killer himself. Other than him taunting the police, a lot of his letters did include bizarre occult symbols. 
Uh, he would say, like, here's a letter where he wrote, because Craig is Craig, so must the streets be filled with Craig. <laughs> that just sounds like retard. Yeah, that's a retard talk for sure. Yeah. Uh, but then he, he then he says in like parentheses death. So Craig stands for death. Hmm. Huge drops of lead poured down upon her head until she was dead. Yet the cats still come out at night to mate, and the sparrows still sing in the morning. Craig. But there is yeah, dude. <laughs> but there is like some process church symbology. One of them looks like Sam Talent's logo. <laughs> Sam. Is the son of Sam. Yeah. He, he looks they, they look he looks similar, dude. dude. His dad's named Berkowitz. <laughs> His dad doesn't look like that. His dad's better looking than Sam is. Yeah. I don't know, dude. It's like I just know. Yeah. His dad's an elite banker, dude. We uncovered that. That's truth. what I'm saying. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some kind of Jewish shit going on. <laughs> you won't tell us about. In August nineteen seventy seven, the NYPD proudly announced that the son of Sam was caught. Officials revealed that the serial killer was David Berkowitz, a 25-year-old Jewish man who lived in Yonkers and claimed that a demonic dog named Sam was ordering to commit the murders. <laughs> yeah. uh, dude, that movie where uh, John Leguizamo is Berkowitz, yeah. and that fucking, like, it's like shitty CGI, and that dog's like, hey, hey, <laughs> yeah. hey, yeah. bring me a body. Come on, go do it. Go kill him. That's like from the fucking... Like, the dog was barking, and it just drove him into a rage, and he's like, no, I'm listening to it. And it's just out there on the chain, like, hey, man. <laughs> it's just like this shitty fucking mouth. <laughs> Dogs are talking into anything, man. Yeah. Uh, but John Leguizamo rocks, dude. He's really good in that movie. While the city of New York let go of a collective sigh of relief after the arrest of Berkowitz, some observers quickly realized that lots of details were not adding up. A close analysis of eyewitness accounts did not match the whereabouts of Berkowitz in several crime scenes. Furthermore, Berkowitz looked nothing like several composite sketches released by the police. Which, you know, is true. They, But he's kind of like a regular looking ass dude, you know. Looks like he could have taught shop class or something. There was also another vital element that was completely ignored by the police force. Nearly every clue relating to this case could only be understood with deep knowledge of occultism, witchcraft, and black magic. Ah. Shortly after his incarceration, David Berkowitz began reaching out to various individuals through letters that provided relevant information pertaining to the case. According to Maury Terry, David Berkowitz wanted the Son of Sam case to be resolved, and more importantly, he wanted the truth to come out. Although he could not outright rat out cult members because it would put his family and his own life at risk. 1979, Berkowitz sent this letter to a California preacher that summed up the situation. I really don't know how to begin this letter, but at one time I was a member of an occult group. Being sworn to secrecy or face death, I could not reveal the name of the group, nor do I wish to. This group contained a mixture of satanic practices, which included the teachings of Alistair Qualley, Elizabeth Levi, uh, what the fuck? Elphaz Levi. Who's that? Elphaz? Yeah, uh, that's a gay name. Elphaz Levi and is still totally blood-oriented, and I'm certain you know just what I mean. The Coven's <laughs> doctrines are a blend of ancient Druidism, the teachings of the Secret Order of the Golden Dawn, Black Magic with a K, and of course a host of other and unlawful obnoxious practices. That's a, such a Jew word, dude. It's obnoxious. Obnoxious. <laughs> As I said, I have no interest in revealing the coven. 
especially because I have almost met sudden death on several occasions, once by half an inch, and several others have recently perished under mysterious circumstances. These people will stop at nothing, including murder. They have no fear of man-made laws or the Ten Commandments. Oh, way. <laughs> I think it is imperative that I educate certain people, the people whose job it is to clean up after this coven. Of course, I am talking about the authorities. You know who you look like? Who? Filbert from Rocker's Modern Life. Oh, yeah. You know who David Berkowitz looks like and sounds like? Filbert from Rocker's Modern Life. Yeah. Maybe I. Maybe you're the son of Sam, dude. Maybe I am his son. Actually, it is my duty as a citizen of this planet to do so, but it would be up to those concerned people to do their own investigating. Knowing the fearlessness and dedication this group possesses, I fear greatly for my family. To break away completely is impossible because of a pact each new member signs in his own blood. Also, each new and carefully screened recruit supplies a picture or pictures of all his or her family members plus their addresses. These items are used, if necessary, as tools of blackmail, coercion, and eventually physical harm should one attempt to betray the group. Did he have anybody, any family members? Yeah. Did he get harmed? No, no ham. <laughs> <laughs> he kept them safe, dude. Hell yeah. The group Berkowitz belonged to was named the Children. They often met at night at Untermeyer Park in Yonkers, New York, to partake in black masses and ritual sacrifices. And I will say, dude, like... The actual park part does have some really silly occult symbology. Really? It's like two pillars, and then on top of the pillars is kind of like a sphinx-looking thing with a face with, like, this type of thing on its fucking oh, eye. Shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yonkage. <laughs> and so the park um, has got sphinxes and Masonic. The twin pillars are a Masonic thing. Yeah. You knew that? Yep. And so that was built on occult principles and filled with symbolism relating to elite secret societies. Vigilant Sinister qualifies this as a sinister site. <laughs> Untermeyer Park was built by Samuel J. Untermeyer, who was an extremely powerful figure in U.S. history. He was deeply connected with the occult elite. According to Maury Terry, Untermeyer was a member of the New York City Temple of the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn, which is one of the most powerful occult secret societies of his day. We did an episode on the Golden Dawn, so you can go back and... Did we? Oh, we did... Uh, Parsons. Jack Parsons, yeah. and that was all kind of tied in with that. I mean, we did... What was it? Three episodes? Four episodes? Yeah. It was a long one, but there was a lot of, like, Crowley, Golden Dawn, and OTO Fucking. terminology. Yeah, it was just orgies and drugs and shit. Yeah. During the 1970s, Untermeyer Park was in an advanced state of neglect and became a meeting place for the children who met in an abandoned building they called the Devil's Cave. Now, I will tell you, the Devil's Cave, the pictures that they show, of course, they're like, look at this satanic symbology. But it's just upside down crosses and pentagrams. Yeah. So there definitely could have just been kids being like. Yeah, dude, this is like the hide of like punk in New York, too. So they're probably just fucking dark and twisted. Yeah. In a 1993 interview, Berkowitz described what happened in the Devil's Cave. He would say, We had a spot where it was like a circle with rocks. You could actually feel like a force out there, a presence out there in the darkness. We began to hear more and more conversations about witchcraft and black magic. We were really having little religious services. I did begin to witness some animal sacrifices. 
we were at the park. I guess it was Untamaya Park. We had the circle formed. And so we said, okay, let's start chanting now. Let's call out the names of demons in Satan's name. Let's call Lucifer. Let's bring him. Let's summon him from the netherworld, from the air, and ask him to anoint you, to knight you as one of his royal soldiers to do his bidding and to do his will. There were definitely lots of arsons because these demons wanted fire. Meyer asked him, was this Lucifer? Yes, it was Lucifer. It was Moloch and another god who wanted fire sacrifices. And Moloch is like the... Canaanite deity. And that's who uh, the Bohemian Grove worships yeah. in their sick and dark and twisted ceremonies. Yeah, the Canaanites would sacrifice children to Moloch, the owl god. I'm going to piss before I get to this next part. Okay. Piss it up. No, I'm good. No pee for me. Yeah. And the thing I'm the thing I learned about a lot of this stuff of like conspiracy stuff, it always like ties into the same shit and they always kind of feed off of each other. This is like anytime there's a story about the Illuminati or secret societies, it's kind of the same regurgitated recycled bullshit. There's a society within a society that has elite people. And then they start talking about symbology and what they think it means and how they control entertainment and the music industry and and news and media, you know. And it's like, uh, I you know, I think some of those things go on. I don't think that it's like as, I don't know. I think that, I think it's more like the government has not as much control as they think they do and it could just all get fucked up at any moment in time but they have to contain our belief that they're controlling that we have to believe in them and and all that and then it could all just fall apart you know but a lot of this shit is so wacky man it's just zany and kooky yeah you know there is like a certain sect of people that are in the conspiracy world that think that uh uh, schizophrenia is actually demonic possession. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy, man. I mean, that's what the church used to like exercise anyone who was schizophrenic. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I think. I mean, I think that belief continues. It's like, I mean, because if you think, it's like they don't, you know, older religions especially, they don't believe science. Yeah, like they they basically. You think science is like a slap in the face because it's like, well, we already know the origin of everything. Yeah. We know who created everything and everything he created has got a plan. So if there's like a variant off of that, if yeah. someone's completely snapped. Well, you're created in God's image and then you have free will. And so then along the way you decide to talk to demons and then you get possessed and then doctors go, it's schizophrenic. And then yeah. they're like, no, it's demons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just crazy shit. Because God wouldn't make schizophrenia. No. Not to test you or anything. I'm gonna have to stop doing the Berkowitz voice. Why? It sucks. Like it's, it's hard. It's pretty good. I all right. <laughs> <laughs> it's spot on. All right. So in another interview, Berkowitz revealed the true meaning of the name Son of Sam. He says, "Sadly, the psychiatrists or the psychologists are so blind. You know, I tried to explain to them what was happening, but they couldn't grasp it. Who Sam really was. I hate to talk about this because they have made a joke about this for so very long. You know, with a talking dog." 
Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much the vibe he's got going on as Elmer Fudd is a Jew for sure. <laughs> Basically, I had to give them the whole thing in a nutshell, and they never quite caught on that the highest ranking demon is Sam Hain, and the people who died were sadly for him. In this book, Mori Terry explains what black masses usually entail. Covens pay homage to Satan, just as traditional religions honor God. Accordingly, in defiance of the Catholic Church, the concept of Black Mass evolved during the Middle Ages. In the Black Mass, satanic prayers were substituted for those contained in the Catholic service. The Lord's Prayer was recited backwards. Crosses were inverted. Black vestments were worn. Chalices and hosts stolen from churches were used in the rituals. Elements such as feces, urine, vomit, and animal blood were also employed. You like all that stuff. It sounds like war metal shit. <laughs> the host was sometimes feared with smeared. God damn it! The host was sometimes smeared with feces or vomit and urine, and frequently poured into the chalice and consumed. Animals such as dogs and cats were sacrificed to Satan, and their blood drank. And fertility rites are for other purposes. Some coven's questing for the ultimate sacrifice offered humans to the devil oh man which that may very well be true especially in the middle ages dude like yeah people were up to some dumb shit yeah. <laughs> they didn't know well you think it's so funny too is he's talking about sam hain which is Samhain, which is like basically what halloween is now yeah it's not a demon it's a holiday well he's schizophrenic so yeah, you know. yeah he's, a fucking, <laughs> he's a fucking nut I blame the whole thing on Halloween. Halloween. I, the kids are coming to the door. They're knocking and I'm scared. <laughs> well, I was dressing like a dog. He told me to kill some people. <laughs> Here's a letter that Berkowitz wrote. Dear Mr. Jimmy Breslin. Hello from the gutters of New York City, which are filled with dog manure, vomit, stale wine, urine, and blood. Hello from the sewers of New York City, which swallow up these delicacies what i think he's trying to say delicacies but he put a g delicacies when they are washed away by the sweeper trucks hello from the quacks in the sidewalks of new york city and from the ants that dwell in these cracks it sounds like war zone lyrics oh yeah yeah especially because like that's probably how he got pneumonia yeah. <laughs> yeah. hello from new york city <laughs> from the gutter the letter above, which was sent to a journalist during the Son of Sam killings, alluded to occult practices of the children. First, hello from the gutters of New York City is a reference to Untermeyer Park, which was built adjacent to the massive old Croton aqueduct system, which is also believed to have been the site of underground meetings. The letter also mentions dog manure, vomit, stale wine, urine, and blood. These are all elements used in witchcraft. While the children began as a group of young people dabbling with drugs and occult practices, insiders, including Berkowitz himself, have indicated that it was infiltrated by a power group to carry out infernal tasks. Infernal. That's where the Process Church comes in. Uh, we talked about the Process Church before. Uh, integrity uses a lot of their symbology, yeah. which is cool. Yeah, But they were... They were founded in England by two ex-members of the Church of Scientology, which is hilarious because Scientology, we all know about it. It's whack. Total bullshit made whack. up by, what's his fucking name? L. Ron Hubbard. 
A known kook. I can remember stuff so much better when I'm not drinking, dude. Yeah, I mean, it has an effect on your brain. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I, I get people, all souped up and I can never think of names. I'll like, get a message it. from somebody and they'll quote something I said from an episode. Yeah. Because I thought it was funny and I was like, I don't no, remember, I don't even remember fucking Absolutely saying that. Not. It was, I know I said it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I mean, it sounds like some shit I'd say. Yeah. You know, we have a particular way we talk. We have our own love language, if you will. Love language. Yeah, man. We, we have I, can, I can't language. say that I love you with your face looking like that. Yeah, you got to kiss it. <laughs> smooth man <Come laughs> no way I know it's in. all stubbly it looks stubbly as hell it looks uh, well you need you a little bit <laughs> you need a little bit of stub <laughs> to get you a chub <laughs> oh man that's always like the worst thought about smooching a dude just like stubble on stubble yeah or is it the best thing depends on who you ask the worst cause when you're munching puss dude and it's all stubbed out yeah but oh. I don't know just like you're sometimes f- it sucks with a beard though because it gets sopping wet. I like that. Yeah, I do, but they don't. Really? Well, no, it's more like. <laughs> <laughs> well, when they like the beard does insulate, but dude, if you're like, oh, my drips cleanly shaven. Oh yeah, I like that. If you're cleanly yeah. shaven, right, and you're munching box, and they've shaved like a week ago, dude, yeah. it's like fucking rubbing your face on velcro yeah. it's horrible yeah i mean i'll still definitely do it and yeah. enjoy the hell out of it but you just get like remember one time i fucking chatted so hard with stubble that i had like a fucking like <laughs> yeah. rash on my face yeah yeah it sucked yeah that's from dirty pussy though wasn't it no dude it was from slamming my face into fucking stubble <laughs> just like chowing too hard it just ripped my face up <laughs> I never had dirty <laughs> pussy, eat, dude. You <laughs> pussy in a garbage bin or nothing. <laughs> ah, I found <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I'm back here in the back of this this uh, Shoney's. <laughs> I found it's me Scott Steiner Shoney's, dude. Yeah, you know he threw he he <laughs> the throw him away. freaks, dude. He throws them out. Yeah, throw them in the dumpster. You got to go back there. Bacon and toast. <laughs> There's a freak. These donut holes are expired. Throw this freak out here with it. Yeah, I put some kind of weird rash in her, and I got to throw her away. (laughs) Yeah, so these dorks, they started the Process Church. They opened an all-night coffee shop named Satan's Cavern. That attracted a number of celebrities active in music and cinema. Soon after, the cult gained a great deal of influence and opened several chapters in the United States and Canada. While most research regarding the Son of Sam points directly to the Process Church as the source of chaos, the specific group was merely a branch of a much wider network of the occult elite. For centuries, occult groups have popped up and then go underground. However, the main occult network has always remained active and undisturbed. Maury Terry explains how the Process Church is a part of a much larger network of secret societies. He says... The process and its secret offshoots didn't have the Southern California or U.S. occult scene of philosophies to themselves. Master black magician Aleister Crowley, who died in 1947, had written of a unification of God and Satan. That precept and other Crowleyisms found their way into process doctrine. By sharing Crowley's belief, the process also blended those of the Order of the Golden Dawn. The Golden Dawn was an English occult society to which Crowley belonged to in the late 19th century. The Golden Dawn believed in a Kabbalistic magic taught and taught that the will could be trained to accomplish paranormal effects, including astral projection. The Golden Dawn also strongly believed in symbolism 
teaching that certain symbols or thoughts had the same meaning for all human beings. Later, during World War II, Crowley helped establish an OTO lodge in Pasadena, California, which is where Jack Parsons was at. And OTO branches subsequently sprouted in a number of U.S. cities, including New York and Houston. In effect, a loose network was formed and already functioning via occult shops, bookstores, newsletters, ads in the underground press, and other method, including personal context, by the time the Process Church arrived here in 1967. In fact, many believe that the entire occult underground in America today can be traced back to the formation that Crowley OTO operated in Pasadena. The process then incorporated the ideas of a number of its ancestors and current occupants in the occult landscape, including the OTO. Accordingly, there was an intermingling of philosophy, membership, and networking among the groups. This arrangement makes labeling a difficult, restrictive measure. Charles Manson, for example, was exposed to the practices of a renegade OTO lodge in Southern California, as well as being influenced by the Process Church. Now, that is 100% true. Yeah. Uh, You know, now it's pretty much been exposed that the CIA had a hand in the Process Church, and they had the Mission Pharmacy, which was giving these fucking freaks all the acid they could stomach. Yep. So using basically what the CIA considered a mind control substance, LSD, they used symbology, they used teachings of the Process Church and the OTO to influence people to see what would happen. Yeah. They did an experiment. They see they they wanted they also wanted to destroy the anti war movement, discredit hippies. Which it's not hard to discredit a fucking hippie, first of all. But that's what it was all about, man. I mean, it does have nefarious ties to the government. Yeah. That Charles Manson and and occult practitioners in that area and time frame can be directly linked to being influenced by the CIA. Well, you have to think, like, when people talk about, like, magic and shit like that, this is what it is. It's basically, like, you ingest a chemical. Yeah. And the... The person who's in control of giving you the chemical is also in control of like feeding you a bunch of bullshit so that you really think it. And then when you come out of a situation, dude, it's like the time that we watched Conan the Barbarian on acid. Yeah. Basically that guided the rest of our life. Oh yeah. You know, we watched that and then like, we're like, dude, let's go get gym memberships and start lifting. Yeah. And that's what we did. Yeah. And we've been doing it. Uh Uh-huh. So Conan the Barbarian was used in a magic ritual with LSD for us to be able to lift weights. You could definitely say that, and yeah, I mean the, but yeah, that is what magic is. I mean, no one's do, not all these things are guided by psychedelic yeah. drugs. Well, uh, it's like you think about like witches with cauldrons making potions, and you drink them, and you you know, ooh, things are different now. Yeah, but it's all the same shit. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to be somebody with a ward on their face flying around on a broom. Yeah, this could be some goddamn government agent or some weird hippie fuck with sunglasses on, long shaggy hair, and. Likes to have a lot of sex, and so he just gives you that and then talks to you about it for the whole trip, and then you're like, yeah, i just like to fuck this guy with a whole bunch of other guys. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy how that works. That's magic, dude. Yeah. You can talk to somebody to kill a bunch of people on acid. Well, I don't think Charles Manson did, but I don't think he, I don't think he did anything. Uh, I think he just liked to get trippy and fuck young ladies. Yeah. And yeah. he almost lost control of it, so he went along with some dumb plans. Yep. The last paragraph mentions Charles Manson, the infamous serial killer with a cult following who conducted ritualistic murders in California. Maury Terry and other researchers believe that Manson's cult, which was called the family, a name similar to the children, 
was under the influence of the process. They were, for sure. The woman pictured above, wow, that sucks. I read that dumb. But uh, yeah, there's basically one of the, there's a picture to show proof of one of the Charles Manson girls doing this. Ah. Illuminati. She, uh, Susan Atkins is who killed Sharon Tate in a gruesome manner in 1969. Tate was eight and a half months pregnant. She was the wife of Roman Polanski. He's the infamous director who released a year prior to that Rosemary's Baby, which was a movie about an actress being impregnated by a coven of Satanists. Tie it all together. You know who the devil was in that movie? Uh, damn. It was Anton LaBay. Yeah. Played the devil. Yeah, yeah. He's in that scene where he's like over the, like, delivering the baby. Yeah. Susan Atkins' court appearances were always bizarre, surreal events. However, one short clip has baffled observers for decades. It appears to be showing paranormal activity. In the video, you'll see Charles Manson being questioned by journalists in an impromptu press conference for a few Seconds, Atkins appears to be lip-syncing Manson's answers in a bizarre, effortless manner because she already knew what he was about to say. There was no way for Atkins to know what Manson would say because he was answering questions on the fly. This is the kind of bizarre stuff that kept happening in the world of witches connected to the occult elite and perhaps MKUltra-induced extrasensory perception, which is what they were trying to do. They thought the LSD was the key to people unlocking telekinesis. The CIA really thought that. They really did experiments. That's what happened to Ted Kaczynski. They did it for years. Well, what it really ends up doing is giving you absolute freedom and no fear of, like, any authority figures or anything where you just kind of realize, like, there's this big blanket over things. Sure. And you're afraid to see what's underneath it. And then, Oh yeah. You get caged by LSD. I mean, what, you know, the, there's this, there's something that happens with like your visuals. And I I feel like everyone who's tried acid that's been outside has had these same thoughts where you look up at the stars and they really look like a cage. Yeah. So you just start to your, my brain has done this several times on acid where you just wander down. Like I really have no control over my life. Yeah. Like there's all these elements and, and people who kind of write the script for everything. Yeah. You do have control of, of certain elements, but you know, you kind of are who you're born to be a lot of the times. Like people like us who weren't wealthy and didn't have a ton of opportunity. were kind of like at the peak of what we could achieve. (laughs) Yeah. Well, a lot of it too is like, it's, it's almost designed. Like the culture that you live in is designed. And so then, you know, it's like even if you don't necessarily believe in that, the entire culture guides the path of your entire life because so many people are involved in that. Yeah. And so many people are in control of the things that you get and right. the things that you hear. So then you're just like, well, fuck, I don't believe in this, but I have to like basically do it, you know, to a degree. You know, it's just it's like that, that thing. So, I mean, there's plenty of videos. I mean, everybody knows a video of like all those military dudes taking LSD and they're trying to do formations of them and shit. And they're like, fuck this, we're climbing trees. Yeah. Like, I don't give a fuck about your authority right now. Watch this shit. Yeah, know? authority goes out the window. Yeah, oh, dude, it goes way out the window. It, it, it is a very, <laughs> like, definitely drops your inhibitions and makes your brain work in a reptilian matter where, yeah, yeah I mean, that's it, it, a lot of things with, like, people on disassociatives like PCP where people are like, well, they had superhuman strength that we couldn't control them. Well, they're, like, not really there, you know? Yeah. They've disconnected from 
the situation at hand. So yeah. when cops are trying to corral them, they don't think that's what's going on. They probably think that like someone's trying to pull them out of the stratosphere or some shit. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. Yeah. So they try to pull them in. Your body, yeah, your body goes like fight or flight mode. You know what I mean. So yeah. you're in like a life or death situation for no reason, a lot of the times. In short, lots of bizarre events that terrified America could be linked to the same source. However, one can ask, what was the goal of it all? Why does the occult elite go through so much trouble to create fear, chaos, and death? The answer is alchemal. <laughs> In his 1993 interview, Berkowitz briefly explained the reason behind the Son of the Sam killings. He says, At this time, we dedicated our lives to Satan's service, to be his soldiers. We had to create an atmosphere that would be conductive to his coming upon the world scene. Our goal was to bring chaos into this city, which tragically we did not succeed in bringing the New York the city of New York to its knees and so forth, which was part of the plan. That would have been crazy. Yes, it would. God, dude. In his book, Secret Societies and Psychological Warfare, occult researcher Michael Hoffman explains how the Son of Sam killings were occult rituals that were amplified on a global scale using mass media. The Son of Sam murders were a brilliantly orchestrated ritual whose ceremonial aspects were as precise and detailed as the internal workings of a clock. This theater of death began as a ritual for the cult members themselves and ended as a giant magical ceremony for the processing of the entire nation. Because in the worldwide broadcast of the Son of Sam murders was also broadcast magic symbols of the Wicker Man and of Eliphas Levi, same, same guy I said before. This is the alchemical psychodrama for the transformation of humanity. We are processed just by reading or watching the news associating death and terror, power and potency, with an old demonic symbol by a 19th century adept of black magic whose illustrations of the hermaphrodic demons of the Knights of Templar, Baphomet, is perhaps the most widely recognized occult symbol in modern history. That's true. Yeah. It's got titties. Big tits. Readers of the New York Daily News learned to associate the wicked king of Wicker with murder and terror. At the thought of King Wicker, millions felt fear. This fear was imprinted on their minds. This is the same control process hundreds of pheasants were put through a thousand years ago while standing in front of a giant wicker effigy, inside of which was a caged human being, sacrificed, destined for burning. The only difference, and that wicker man shit is real. They put human beings inside of a giant wicker man and set oh, it yeah. on fire. The only difference is that the pheasants knew that their leaders wanted them to fear an occult image. Modern people imbibe occult fear technology. Modern people imbibe occult fear technology while imagining that there is no such thing. The imprints, the imprints impact is doubled when veiled under such ignorance. Those who think ritual has no power to significantly alter behavior have not studied Catholicism closely. One of the most influential liturgical rites in the history of Christendom was the Tridentine Latin Mass by requiring attendance at the Latin Mass every Sunday on pain of mortal sin. 
Rome converted almost the whole of Europe to Catholicism. The occult cryptocracy has a much more refined inducement for attendance at their Masonic ritual, spectacular optical. Few need to be induced to watch TV or read a sensational mass market picture magazine or newspaper. In fact, we pay to do so. Of course, many serial murders are nothing more than the work of a single individual acting out a graphic horror movie he saw or responding to powerful psychotic impulses for aggression and predation. But many other serial murders involve a cult protected by the U.S. government and the corporate media with strong ties to the police. Damn. These murders were actually intricately choreographed rituals performed first on a very intimate and secret scale among the initiates themselves in order to program them, then on a grand scale, amplified incalculably by the electronic media. In the end, what we have is a highly symbolic ritual working broadcast to millions of people, a satanic inversion, a black mass where the pews are filled by the entire nation and through which humanity is paganized, brutalized, and debased in this negrito phase of the alchemical process. So basically what he's getting at is like looking at the Son of Sam Wicker Man drawing and the yeah. symbology that he used and wrote in his letters in culmination with the fear that people felt that there was a psychopath running wild shooting people. It indoctrinated people and they didn't even know about it. Which could in a way be true because, you know, a lot of... Yeah, I mean, all of mass media is to program you, whether it's to buy shit or to think a certain way. Yeah. That's what the whole game is. Yeah. Yeah, you know that the Wicker Man is why... There is, you know... That's why Burning Man's name, Burning Man, is like the Wicker Man. It's a pretty sick Nicolas Cage movie, too. Oh, dude, the old one from the 60s or 70s? That's a fucking off, fantastic movie. Yeah. It's so good, dude. They fucked it with Cage, but... Yeah, the, the old one's fucking tight. It's crazy. It makes you feel cooked. Cooked? Yeah, you got it. Oh. <laughs> In short, the Son of Sam killings were mega rituals, human sacrifices that were meant to shock the world population and to imprint the collective mind with pure darkness. By traumatizing the population with mega rituals while keeping it completely ignorant of the truth... The elite is slowly yet steadily creating conditions necessary for a complete yet unopposed revelation of the method. This article, they're saying, barely scratches the surface of the Son of Sam case, which is filmed with astounding facts. Basically, they're saying that nowadays the same kind of dark rituals are happening on a regular basis. And uh, they're going to work hard to keep exposing it to you. And we will, too. God damn it. Yeah. We want to let people know to not get indoctrinated by the dark and twisted realities. Real American Insight by Real Americans for Americans. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, we will do the Son of Sam case at some point. Maybe we can start working on it next week. I'll talk to Andy. But there is elements of truth in this. Yeah, sure. But I would think at the same time, the guy was fucking unhinged. So it's hard to listen to someone rattle on about here's what happened. I mean, the most credible thing that he does is he still takes the blame for the murders, but then he does try to shift it off that it wasn't really his well, fault. Well, it's like I was saying in the bathroom. I think that like, 
think as human beings, we know that our government's corrupt and it's fucked up and they're lying to us. Yeah. But I think that they're lying to us about how much control they really have and like how much grasp of things they got before they all get fucked up. Yeah. And where we, where we like lose trust in them is that we know that they don't have as much power as they think they do. I mean, shit, just look at the Donald Trump presidency. Fuck that. I mean like that, that in and of itself, there wasn't much control going on at all. And it just shows how weak the government is. And they want us to believe that they have it all together and we should believe in them and do all this. But, that faith is lost. And so something like this, it's easy to place the blame on. It's a spectacular, sexy idea of a fucking serial killer works for the Illuminati, you know? Sure. And it's like, well, some of this shit's probably true, but I don't think it's like this fucking, like this, this fucking cooped up retard. Yeah. It's hard to know. Like the process church was pretty harmless. Now they're saying that they went underground and they still control things, but you know, it's, it's two people that were Scientologists. Well, it was probably a central intelligence operative group. Yes. And they were probably doing some things, and they say underground. Well, what that means is that it's no longer being ran anymore. It's not underground. It was just a central intelligence thing. So if you're saying the central intelligence agency is part of that church, then yeah, it's underground. But what I'm saying is it's part of central intelligence agency. Yeah, they just used yeah. some shit that they saw that was like, oh, this will really kook them up. Yeah. Pumped them with drugs, gave them all the drugs we they wanted, want. We want those things to be real. Yeah. You know? That's... Makes life more spicy. It would be so awesome. Yeah. But we know better. But yeah, that's it on the Son of Sam occult ties. I mean, believe what you want. Get cooped up. Ah. Take some acid. Oh my God. Think about it. Think (laughs) about it. But yeah, we'll fucking see you on the next one, man. Yep. Afternoon episode. Pretty good. (laughs) 